Human Trafficking True Crime covers the exploitation of men, women, and children across the world. Subject matter may not always be suitable for children or those dealing with mental health issues. Listener discretion is advised. If you or someone you know has been trafficked, please contact the Human Trafficking Hotline by texting HELP, H-E-L-P, to 233-733. Hello to all of you out there in the world, wherever you may be. This is Shannon Labrie, and you're listening to Human Trafficking True Crime, presented by Last Word. We're the one and only podcast which gives victims and survivors of human trafficking the last word. Tonight, I have Brittany with me, and we are going to talk about the FBI's most wanted sexual child, sexual human trafficking. Yeah, I don't know what they were in the human trafficking category. These are the most wanted on the FBI list. Okay, so the FBI's most wanted related to human trafficking, right? And Brittany has graciously done some research (laughs) for me on these cases, and she's been on the podcast before, um, but if you want to introduce yourself really quick, Brittany, and then we can dive into these cases. Okay. Or these people. Hi, everybody. I'm Brittany. (laughs) Um, The first... Welcome. (laughs) Wonderful citizens I'm going to tell you about are uh, Wei Li Pang and Shu Gang Li. Um, They also went by Linda and James. They were Chinese nationals living in Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri area. And they um, owned and ran a couple of massage parlors. This couple was charged after um, sort of being uncovered in a related investigation of another group that owned a lot of other massage parlors in the Kansas City area. They are charged with aiding and abetting each other and others with bringing at least five Asian women over for the intent of prostitution between May of 2006 and May of 2007. So during that time, Peng, the, uh, the, they're a married couple. I should have said that earlier. The wife recruited female Asians to travel to Kansas City area to work as masseuses. She booked and purchased flights for the women and transported them from Kansas City International Airport to their businesses. She also purchased and facilitated the purchase of supplies to be used in the prostitution activities, including, you ready for this? What? The saran wrap that they used as condoms to avoid Wait. law enforcement detection. What? Yeah. They use saran wrap? Saran wrap. Uh-huh. Dude, that shit is free at Planned Parenthood. The fuck you mean inviting investigation? Go to what the fuck? I guess if you're like buying them in bulk, it's gonna trigger some restaurant depots. Gotta. Um, so the women were forced to work from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. seven days a week. They lived inside the massage parlors, or she transported them home to her residence uh in a few cases. She Wait, had surveyed- time out. So most of them lived. 
Most of them lived in the massage parlors. And she would bring some of them some home. Some of them to her she house. would bring home to her house at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, sure, what they're doing playing right. Scrabble. Yeah, probably just getting a good night's sleep. She used surveillance cameras inside the massage parlors to monitor what was going on. Um, she had obviously, this is stating the obvious, but she had her female workers perform sexual services on male patrons in exchange for money. What? So after they were charged, their property and a good deal of currency were forfeited to the FBI. Um, Do we know how much? We don't. It just Do said we know currency. They- okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. that to me, the, okay. It one thing I have learned, one thing I have learned, one thing I have learned in my, like, I call myself a true crimester. Like mm-hmm. I'm into true crime and I'm a gangster. Like I'm a true crimester in my true crimester phase. Like wording is so key. So when you say that they found, or they, confiscated currencies like they ought where are they from china they obviously had currency that was probably like multinational currency right Right. like they probably had american currency Mm -hmm. and they probably had chinese currency and currency from other countries so when you say to me like that was the main thing i thought of when you said currency it's like mm, it wasn't just money they said currency because it was more than just one and it was a lot of it right yeah. And we don't know how um, much. No, we don't. And property as well. And then <clears throat> her husband was charged in March of 2008. Uh, that's when the warrant was filed on him. She was charged in 2008 and pled guilty in December of 2008, but then failed to show up for her sentencing. Mm. And the warrant was filed for her in 2010. So Waylee Pang is an Asian female. She also goes by Linda and Waylee and and then Way Space Lee. She was born April 24th, 1970. She's five foot four and was 140 pounds at the time of her warrant issuance. Black hair and brown eyes. And she was born in China. She is likely to be traveling with her husband. Shu Gang Lee is an Asian male born November 23rd of 1969 in China. He was five foot 10 and 225 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. So they're both missing. They're both gone. Yes. But only she's on the FBI list. They're both on the list. They're both on the list. Yes. She's been convicted. He has not. He never stood trial. She pled guilty, but did not show up for her sentencing. He was. Which I don't know why she would she be was out wouldn't. before. Like, why was she not in jail waiting on her sentencing after she, she had been posted bail? Convicted. You're allowed to post bail. Yeah. You're, technically, that's part of your rights. Yeah. But I'm more curious about him. Like, she was charged, but he wasn't. They were both charged. But he was never found guilty of anything. I think, yeah, I I couldn't find a whole lot. It kind of seems like maybe he took off first Mm. and then she. They're not in America. Maybe was arrested or whatever. And she ended up pleading guilty, but somehow got out. Yeah, they're long gone. Probably. I mean, if they're in America, like, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. All right, so next. So they, hold on, let's just regroup, okay. re, regroup real quick, sorry. Okay. No, it's They fine. are charged with prostitution, yes. illegal massage parlors, yes. abuse, 
the whole yeah. nine. Like they mm-hmm. basically were extorting and human trafficking people through their massage parlor in right. Kansas City, Missouri. Is that what you said? Yes. In 2008, early 2000s, 2007, 2008. Yeah. 2007 is when, 2006 and seven is when the offenses occurred, allegedly, I guess, for him, even though she was convicted. Um, And then 08 is when his warrant was issued. And then 2010 is when her warrant was issued because I guess she did go through the trial, but just did not show up for her sentencing. Okay. Which is, I know, shocking. (laughs) What? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. So next we have Alfonso Angel Diaz Juarez, who is just a real treat. Um, (laughs) So Alfonso is initially charged. The first charge I could find on him is where he is charged with assaulting a family member and compelling prostitution. And this was the same victim in this charge. Um, What I found that was pretty infuriating. So this was in 2010. He was the family violence charge was dismissed. And the reason given on that dismissal paperwork was that he was convicted in another case. So basically in 2010, he's charged with assault on a family member and compelling prostitution for forcing his then girlfriend for lack of a better word to commit sexual acts upon threat of violence, actual violence. And then he would also take her infant son and then Mm. not give him back until she gave him the night's wages. Okay. So legitimately like, that is human trafficking one on one. You are right. using force, coercion, and fraud to obtain. Yes. All right. He was likely the literally father. using your kid as collateral uh-huh. to get your money. You're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. And it was his Good kid, day, sir. Most likely, he was likely the father of the uh, kid. I'm sure. Um. So he was. This is what he was charged with. He then somehow pled this down to a misdemeanor of promoting prostitution, which implies that it was consensual what uh which is not likely and then the assault charge got dismissed in that process because he was convicted of the misdemeanor and they so i guess that was part of his plea deal is that he pled it down this is so i know it's it's insane but and it's this not is just cases like it's not just his case this happens all right. the time where they will lower charges or whatever the case mm-hmm. is like, we'll lower it to this. If you please. Yes. It's just so infuriating. Yeah. And this is in Houston, mm. Texas, which by is the way. Texas is in the top three for the most yes. trafficked. Houston is in the top five for the tra- most trafficked cities in the U S right. So he pleads us so down. He is dismissed uh, during these proceedings. He was on an ice hold for a little bit, but it was lifted. Um, what do you, Oh, you mean like, like uh, customs, immigration? immigration okay. yeah. Sorry. I'm like, he's no, in fine. ice. What? <laughs> so <laughs> after this, he was sentenced to one year of county jail, Okay, but he was credited with a hundred days already no. served. Yeah. So he was credited with time served for whatever he was in there when he was in probably waiting on his trial. Um, I did not find the information on how long he actually served, but I bet it wasn't a whole lot. Um, You're- so that's 2010 and the warrant that he is wanted on now is part of a 14 defendant case in which a brothel in Houston was busted. They were bringing in women from Mexico, forcing them into prostitution. They were locked in rooms above a cantina, forced into sex acts 
beaten, threatened. Um, at least one victim testified that during this, she was impregnated by a customer mm. and then moved to a different part of the bar because once she was pregnant, she became less profitable. Mm. So the ringleader of this whole operation was a 68 year old woman known as Tensha. She was convicted on federal charges of conspiracy to commit sex trafficking, conspiracy to harbor aliens, aiding and abetting to commit money laundering and conspiracy to commit money laundering and sentenced to life in federal prison. This is one of the largest trafficking cases to result in a conviction. And one of the few in which as many as 12 victims came forward to testify, many of whom had been forced into prostitution for more than 13 years at this point. What year was this? Um, 2013. 2013. Yeah. So somewhere as young as 14, when they were first lured into the traffickers control, two and a half million dollars of property and assets was forfeited during this case. What? Mm-hmm. Which will be used to make restitution to the victims. Well, good. Yeah. That's good. So two and a half million two and a half million dollars. Yeah. They were using two I'm assuming that's like money, property, cars. Uh, I think collateral. it's all of it. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And it was like a total family business. Like her daughter was involved, her is. granddaughter, her granddaughter's husband, like watch the parking that? lot. Her I I have no idea. How I do mean, you like, hey, want a date? Yeah. Like, meet my grandma. She runs a human trafficking yeah. ring. If maybe like, oh, we're maybe you want to watch the parking yeah, lot and tell us if police come. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah, like, it's crazy. It's insane. So. Uh, what was that lady's name? Tensha. Tensha. I, I don't have, I had her full name, but. I, we'll I post all of this on her. I'll have yeah. all of their pictures and information. I have on a our really, blog. there's a really good article that you can link in there. Okay. Um, we'll so, have all of that on the blog so everyone can see. So 14 defendants were convicted in this case of oh. various, various charges. Like, like I said, her daughter, her granddaughter, like mm-hmm. some of it is, wow. is money laundering. Some of it is like aiding and abetting because right. it's just, I mean, like there's two guys that ran the bar and they paid her like 20 grand. Well, a I mean, week I or would imagine everyone and then kept everything extra. And then there was the rooms upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then there was like a sister club that yeah. also had rooms upstairs. I mean, it was just, I would imagine everyone working within the facility are not all going to be charged with the same things being as all, they would each have different roles and responsibilities. Right. So like, while the head honcho chick is going to get charged with like, say 10 different Kate, like, issues versus you know the kid who was just cleaning the parking garage is only gonna you know what i mean so like they're each gonna get charged differently and i understand that like that makes sense like based on your involvement and what you know right right is gonna base it on like what you're charged with and how much and etc etc yes wow so in connection with this case, Alfonso Diaz Juarez is now wanted on a federal sex trafficking conspiracy charges, as well as conspiracy to harbor illegal aliens. The warrant that he sought for now was issued in October of 2013. Mm-hmm. But the last case that we talked about with him, with his girlfriend, was in January. It was complete January 23rd of 2013. So he got arrested for trafficking. He did whatever okay. time, minimal okay. time he did in county. He got out. Mm-hmm. And then they lost him, but he was still implicated in this case. So 
it's so the it was same only thing. accounted for for a period of time, for but then was then charged again time, yeah. because this case gets busted and look who's attached He's, to Oh, it. surprise, surprise. This guy's mm. involved in this one as well. Yeah. How do you lose someone when they come out of a situation like that? I'm sorry. Like, are you not? And I get it. Like, you have privacy laws. You have constitutional rights. Like, you do your time. You shouldn't be, you know, having to be persecuted for a crime that you already committed and you've done your time for. But at what point? But yeah, do you not go like, hey, where are you working now? Is do it you not? Well, fine. Okay, fine. Yeah. You've done your time, but you're still a convicted, whatever, felon, yeah. criminal in some realm or fashion. Do you not have a parole officer? Yeah. Do you not have, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to get out of jail and for these crimes and you've done your time and I'm all for rehabilitating and moving on with your life and yay, that's great. Like let's applaud you and do the right thing because you shouldn't have fucked up in the first place, but we all make mistakes when they get out. Where is the accountability? Like, right. You know, and I get there's a fine line of letting them live their lives because they've done their time. They need to move on. But at the same time, certain crimes to me, I mean, you've abandoned that right. Right. You know what I mean? When you touch children, I don't give a fuck what you're right. You don't get a right. You are, you should be, in my opinion, under lock and key moving forward. If you have violated or abused or molested a child or done anything with a child in any shape or form, you're done. Like you get out of prison. If you get out of prison of that, you should be monitored. If you're human trafficked and you're trafficking people, humans, for right. profit, for to yourself, you are more likely to do that again. So I'm sorry. Like, I think, again, we should be monitoring them. Like, you yeah. can see that in so many cases where people will have repetitive jail time and they get out of jail and they repeat the same fucking crimes they were just in jail for. I mean, it's like, who's what? Yeah. By everything, like, from everything that I've seen, this brothel was, you know, pretty well known in the neighborhood a repeat it was offender. you know like he was probably like knee deep in this whole yeah. situation when he got arrested that last time uh-huh. and then it just gets back out and goes and does the same thing exactly and is now also a threat to his and former no girlfriend monitoring him like right. where's his right. does he just get out of jail and he's not on parole yeah i don't know i mean maybe not with a mis- a misdemeanor county charge Oh, but, yeah, I never thought of that. Because it was pled down. Still, so like, yeah. It's just so frustrating. I think... It's incredibly frustrating. And I get it. Like, there's gray areas, and you're violating, like, right. I get it. I get it. But there's got to be a happy medium. Yeah. There has to be a happy medium in these situations. Yeah. So, Alfonso Angel Diaz Juarez is now believed to be in Mexico. No He's a Hispanic male uh, born... August 21st of 1968, 5'2", 160 pounds. Anyone with information about his whereabouts is asked to contact the FBI in the Houston office at 713-693-5000. Thanks for giving that number Sure. Out. If go, I said go figure that he's probably in another country because... Wow. Well, he obviously, I mean, they were you bringing br- in people, they were bringing in women from Mexico, undocumented, like mm-hmm. he's obviously got the network like, mm-hmm. set up, yeah. you know, he's got so the connection. He's yeah, for sure. And who's to say what his financial states were? Yes, sure. When he goes to jail, like his bank accounts and all of that, I'm sure. For, yeah. But you don't know what kind of assets he had outside of the federal yeah, there's, banking I'm sure system. Cash. 
hidden in a hidden freaking yeah. dirt grave somewhere. Yeah. So I mean, who's to say where they, where they are, like where yeah. he is, or where? What was the other leg leg? Wailing, oh, wailing, yeah, Peng. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they could be anywhere. I doubt they're back in China, though. That they wouldn't mm-hmm. strike me. That to me, just I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get this feeling that they would have escaped back to China. They probably would have just gone somewhere more. I feel like with enough resources, America. yeah, you can just disappear again, in some small town. Somewhere. That's the other thing. You never know, like what their resources are. What yeah. what are their capabilities of getting new identities and moving to a completely different location. I mean, if they were capable of smuggling people into the country, then. And how long were you doing this before you actually like went on radar? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't know. We don't know how long they were doing that for. Yeah. I mean, they had, you know, they owned on paper, legitimate businesses. They had, you know, a DBA. They had, what's that? shops set up the massage parlors but, you know yeah but what's a dba what do you say oh like a doing business as oh, like yeah you know it's like a corporation an llc right. kind of How, the same so thing so what yeah. were the businesses they had again it was they a massage parlor two massage parlors and i think you said a nail no they're both no. massage parlors in kind of the greater kansas city area asian massage health parlor in Olathe, I guess that's how you say it, Kansas, and Oriental Massage in Mission, Kansas. And this is just like, this is there too, but they were implicated in like a much bigger investigation right. that I'm other, sure. like lots of other people. And, but it was all centered around like Asian massage places. Were they the only people convicted out of this little ring though? Like if no. you're saying that there were other. They're kind of like. They were kind of like a side dish to the mm. main investigation. So they were looking at, from what I could find, it looked like the FBI were looking into another group with other massage parlors and they, they did get arrests out of that. And then these two sort of came up incidentally and then right. they pursued that afterwards. You know, I don't want to like knock where we live cause I love where we live. I'm going to be honest. Like I do love our little area. Um, but I mean, we have those we have those massage parlors here. Yeah. And now I don't know that I should say, I don't know that to be a hundred percent factual, but I know I've that when I drive by things. these massage parlors, I'm not like, Oh, I need to go get my back rubbed out at that place. Yeah. Like that, that looks great. Yeah. No, With I like no windows. Right. Or the they're bars. completely black the fuck out windows mm-hmm. and the, Oh, okay. Obviously, I work weird hours and I drive home late at night and I'm sorry, but I often, it's a 24 like hour massage. There's a, I will give you one or two times where you leave an open sign on. Cause I've done it. Yeah. Like I've done it. You've left an open sign on. You're like, Oh well, we ain't open at 6am. My bad. But when I leave work at two, three, three thirty in the morning, and I drive by and I see a flashing open light for a massage parlor. First time, it's a mistake, whatever. But then like again, the third, the fourth, the fifth, every single time I come home, uh-huh. that light is on. Yeah, no, like it makes me want 
to like pull in there and be like, what, what kind of specials are you running? Yeah. What, what we got going on in here? Yeah. Like, does anyone need help? Like, yeah. let me help you. Are you. Is it your decision to be here? Like, right. And obviously yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Also, I'm definitely not going to state like where I live, but I will say, and there have been multiple times and I, okay. Coming home from late work, late at night, there have been multiple times that I have seen police cars parked in front of these sure. these establishments. Now, I will note that there are other establishments within the same parking lot, but the dry cleaners is not <laughs> open at 3 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and neither is the teacher's store that's across the street. Right. Like. You know what I mean? The gas station down the street, maybe, but some of these places are not necessarily open. Right. And so it makes you question why there's police cars out mm -hmm. front or other cars or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're everywhere. If you look for them and you, you know, you're, you're actually being cognizant of the fact that they, these massage parlors are everywhere. Even in your own town, yes, whoever you are listening, like it's not just our city, it's not just metropolitan yeah. cities, are everywhere. It's everywhere. It's scary. It is. It's crazy to think like how saturated all these areas can be with some just this horrific stuff. The more you, like it's yeah. one of those things, the more you know, the more you start to see, right? Yeah. Like when I first got into this, like, I knew it was a real thing, but never thought, oh, it happens in the town I live in. Mm -hmm. No way. Like, maybe the town next door, I could see that. Like, we're just a stone's throw away from Dallas. Yeah, I definitely see it in Dallas. Right. But, like, out in the burbs, not so much. But the more I've learned, the more I'm completely shocked that that is not the case. Like, yeah. it is everywhere. And that's how it thrives, is the people thing oh well it's not happening here like i almost feel gonna... like rural cities are more vulnerable than inner cities in this particular case only because i feel like the more you get out in the rural countries the more you're like yeah you have this like here. illusion of safety right whereas mm -hmm. when you're in houston you're in dallas you're in san antonio la new york etc etc you almost expect that. Right. Because it's a major metropolitan city. I think people think human trafficking, they don't think that it happens out in BFE wherever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not the case. I mean, yeah. this was in where? Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, like, Missouri, yeah. Who vacations there? And who's like, yeah. let's go to Kansas City, <laughs> Missouri for a girl's trip? Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody is fucking saying that. <laughs> Oh man, that's nuts. Yeah. Ugh. It's a fucked up world we live out in there. Yeah. Live out there. What what am I trying to say? Live in? We live uh, in it. Fucked up world out there, guys. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. It's a fucked up world. <laughs> Too many mimosas. Anyways. Well, thank you for giving us the information on those. Yeah, anytime. Top FBI douche canoes hopefully mm -hmm. we can catch them if anyone has any information or knows the whereabouts of these fbi's of the fbi's top most wanted human trafficking cases please reach out and give your tip to them or you can 
reach us through our social media and we'll be happy to pass that information along as always. And before we go, we're going to be doing our weekly spotlight. First, we have Matthew J. Broncho. He has been missing since March 20th, 2019 from Fort Hall, Idaho. He is 5'10", 195 pounds, brown eyes, black hair, Native American male. Anyone with information is asked to call the Fort Hall Police Department at 208-478-400. Next, we have Amanda Green, also known as Amanda Corpez or Mandy Lane. She has been missing since June 2nd, 2021. She is 37, 5'2", 120 pounds, with brown hair and brown eyes. She has a large coastal-style orca tattoo on her lower back, a braided wristband with eagle feathers going down her right hand, and karma at the base of her neck. She also has a small sea turtle behind her left ear. She was last seen in Tacoma, Washington. Anyone with information is asked to call the Tacoma Police Department at 253-798-4722. Her case number is 212-1600-891. And last, we have Kaylee Red Dog. She has been missing since July 24th, 2021 from the Mission District in San Francisco. She is an 18-year-old Native American, and anyone with information is asked to call the San Francisco Police Department at 707-335-6265. As always, follow us on social media, and if you have any cases that you would suggest please send them our way give us a five-star review and until next time have a good one